0: I want to talk to you tonight about a very important thing called expectancy. Expectancy will always create a winning attitude. Amen. Amen. Philippians 1 verse 19 to 21 says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. So the Apostle Paul was in a very difficult situation. As a matter of fact, he was in jail. But he says, I just have this knowing on the inside of me Because you are bringing your supply of prayer, it's going to turn out good on my behalf. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You bring in your supply of prayer and of the power of the Holy Spirit into the house of God is extremely important. Paul says, now I know that it's going to turn out right. Look at your neighbor and say, everything is going to be all right. Now he said it is in direct proportion to my earnest expectation so Paul is in prison and he's expecting deliverance he's thanking God for the supply of the spirit he's thanking God for the prayer that they are bringing and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed Now, here's what I know about expectation and that is this much of what we experience from God is in direct proportion to our earnest expectation. Now, the word earnest simply means to be ardent in pursuit of an object. It means to be eager to obtain. It also means to have a longing desire. Now, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how to fuel the desires of our heart. And so we learned how to do that. How many of you have some longing, godly, good desires from the throne room down in your heart? Amen. I do too. And so we see then it means to have a longing desire. And the word expect simply means to look forward to with excitement I can remember as a little boy when grandma thomas would come down from cumberland wisconsin to minneapolis minnesota tim and i would be looking out the window we had a kind of a big home and we had a you know an upstairs and we shared a bedroom but when grandma thomas would come down we'd be looking out the window waiting for her because it was so good to see grandma and we knew that she had some goodies for us she always made what they would call bones, and those were little uh, uh, snacks, and she would always make those, those powdered cookies. Don't you just love those powdered cookies? Amen. <laughs> hey, I mean, can I get a witness in this Holy Ghost church? But we, we look forward with a great expectation. How about guys, your wedding day, or girls, your wedding day? Did you look forward to that? Yeah. How about babies being born? Awesome! I can remember my first basketball game, and they started us kind of early playing organized ball in the second grade or third grade. don't remember which one it was. But I was so excited about my game that early that Saturday morning. By early, I mean probably 9 or 10 o'clock, that I went to bed with my uniform on. <laughs> I was just look I could hardly wait for the sun to rise because it was my first game of basketball. And so I was anticipation, I was expecting something good. Amen? Amen. It is also defined as a visualization of a future event. God's placed some good things on the inside of you. And I believe this, that you can... Uh, you can steward what he's placed on the inside of you by making sure you guard your heart from despondency, by making sure you lay aside all of the doubts and all of the fears that knock on the door of your soul and say, you know what? I put my stake in the ground. I'm expecting good. I'm expecting God. And I have an earnest, earnest expectation. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Look at Psalm uh, 27 verse 14 Psalm 27 verse 14 I want to give you three things tonight that will help you and and give you good and awesome reasons why you can expect God to do some awesome things in your life. We got any candidates for learning some things. Yeah. Psalm 27:14 says wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of a good courage, and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. So what this is saying to us is expect to see good things in your life. Expect to see good things in your family. Expect to see good things in your future. Amen. I'm smiling at my future. How about you? Hallelujah. I I sent Mark Brzee a text not too long ago and and gave him a a personal testimony, something I've been standing against for years, and finally got the manifestation, and I I said to Mark, you know, what had happened, and I said, I'm smiling at my future. But you know, I didn't wait to smile at my future when the report was bad, I kept smiling at my future when the report was good. So don't wait for the walls to fall before you shout, amen? Start rejoicing ahead of time. Look, at, look up and say, I'm smiling at my future. <coughs> Amen. So this is an awesome thing. In Lamentations chapter 3, he says, The Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for Him. Now, one way that you can check your expectation level and, and really kind of monitor it and steward it a little bit is by listening Listen to what you say as a way of life. What are you saying as a habit out of your life? You see, it's true that Jesus said that out of the abundance, what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak or the mouth is going to leak. So whatever is in on the inside is going to come out. So if there's things that are coming out of your mouth that are not good, it's time to take a heart check. It's time to take a head check. It's time to take an, a, an attitude check from the neck up. Amen. Amen. Listen to this statement. Bayless Conley said this. He said our expectations are vocalized in our daily speech. He said it would be worthwhile to take a good, hard, honest look at the things that you are saying as a habit of life because you will never rise above those expectations. Confession sets the landmarks of our life. It's true that you can have what you believe and you can have what you say that is in line with the word of God. Now, listen to what the psalmist said, Psalm 62. He said, my soul waits only upon God for my expectation is from him. And I like how he says this. He's my only rock and my salvation. He is my defense and I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Now, if you're taking notes, that scripture is Psalm 62, verse 5 and 6. Psalm 62, verse 5 and 6. And at the end of that verse, where it says, I shall not be moved, the message translation says, I'm set for life. I'm set for life. Why? Because I've waited only on Him. And my expectation is only toward Him. And from Him. You know, life is a lot easier if you stop expecting so much out of one another. Amen? And just look to Him only. Because at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, and during the all day long, He is our hope. And He is our expectation. Amen? So say it with me. My expectation is from Him. And I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. I'm not afraid of bad news. I'm not afraid of evil tidings because I've already got the good news. And I'm standing upon the rock. Look at Proverbs 23 and verse 18. Another great verse of Scripture upon expectation. Then we're going to look at these three things tonight that will help you all week long in this area of expectation. In the book of uh, Psalms 23 verse 18 it says... For surely there is a latter end, and the Amplified says, and a future and a reward. Let's pull that up in the Amplified if we could. He says here, for surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward. And your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. Amen. Amen. I've chosen not to cut my expectation off. How about you? Amen. And there are rewards if you will stay in that place of earnest expectation. The message translation says this that's where your future lies, yeah. then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's where your future lies, yeah. then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'd a whole lot rather have an armload of blessings yeah. shouting hoorah at the harvest. Than an armload of nothing being saddened and despaired about the circumstances of life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Not left with nothing. You know what nothing times nothing is? Amen. Oh, armloads of blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> armloads. You know, we were kind of doing roll it over on the Lord the other day. <laughs> roll it over on the Lord. What do you do with your cares? You roll them on God. I told Brennan, I think I was doing the Bernie in church the other day. And then I looked at Pastor Tom. He said, That's how we roll. <laughs> Amen. That's how we roll. We roll with armloads of blessing. Amen. Armloads of goodness. Amen. Amen. And so let's give God something to work with. Amen. Let's give him some faith. Let's return to him, his word that he sent into the earth. Let's speak faith-filled words. Let's get up in the morning excited. About life. And here's what will happen when you are. You will not faint. You will not grow weary in well-doing. Amen. The psalmist said this. He said, I would have lost heart, but here's what I did. I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I believe to see the goodness of God in Hayward. I really do. You know thinking about this television station that's given us free airtime, Brenda Brendan and I have been watching this channel 28 for a couple of nights and there's some really strange stuff out there. I mean, there's shows about paranormal and, and then there's a then there's the cult called the Eck and then there's another guy that looks like Elvis. I saw him when I was over there, Pastor Tom. He came in, he had a, I don't know what it was, it was kind of like a deep, dark, black mullet. He was about 60 years old. And he had on a jumpsuit, and he was leading a rock and roll group in there. I'm thinking, you know what? Hayward needs Jesus. <laughs> Do you think maybe Hayward needs the Lord? Do you think that maybe people need to hear some good news? And it was really strange. They had groupies dancing up there, you know, about 50, 60 years old. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, no wonder you want us on there. And he meant, well, how about some good news? How about some good news? Some glory news? Yeah. Something that will give people hope. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Paranormal yeah. stuff. Just oh, weird yeah. stuff. Really, really weird. Amen. So I have just recommitted my heart to reaching Hayward. Yeah. Amen. Not only reaching the Bay Area. Not only reaching the United States. But what about where we live? Yeah. I mean the nasty here and now. Yeah. The nitty gritty if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Let's reach people for Jesus amen why is that because people matter to god and people really do need jesus christ so let's consider very quickly tonight three reasons why we should lift our sights and have a great expectation for our future number one i can expect and you can expect great things and awesome things because god has given us exceeding great and precious promises these promises are precious in uh, Second w- Peter one four he says that we've been given exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature of His divine nature. God's promises contain within it the nature of God, the life of God, and the anointing of God. They're exceeding, they're abundant, they're great, and they're precious. You know, when God calls something precious, it's precious. The precious Word of God is in the same category with the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So you remember that all week long. When you open up your Word, and when you look at some verses, value what you're reading. Say, Lord, thank you for the precious promises. Thank you for the precious blood of the Lamb. And I apply the precious word to my spirit. And I receive the nutrients. I receive the nourishment of the faith. And I will be strengthened by the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. See, now unto him that's able to build you up and to give you an inheritance through the word of the living God. So, whatever you need, whatever you need. God's nature, God's word holds the answer. Amen. In Psalm 130, verse 5 in the Amplified, it says this. I will wait for the Lord and I will expectantly wait. And in his word, I will hope. So feed on this word and don't just feed on it, but make a decision that you're going to be a doer of the word. Let's try that one on precise right now. I'm not just a thinker. I'm not just a rejoicer. I'm not just a Bible toter. I'm not just a hearer only. But I am, but I am today, today and forever will be a doer of the Word of God. Now listen, doers are the ones that are blessed in his deeds. Yes. You see, faith without corresponding actions is useless. Faith, without adding your application and your action and your movement to it, it does you no good whatsoever. But if you'll put your actions to God's Word, you will see the power of God meet you and be in manifestation and help you along your path of life. Amen? Amen. Now, notice this with me in verse 25 of James chapter 1. James 1, it says... Who looks into the perfect law of liberty, or the word of God, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the, what? The doer of the work, or a doer of the word. This man shall be cursed in his deed. No, thank God, this man should be blessed. God bless you. Shall be blessed in what? In his doing. And by the way, when I say God bless you, I mean God empower you to prosper. That's a great definition of the word blessed. I'm that man. How about you? Are you that man or that woman? Have you been empowered to prosper? This law of liberty is for all of us. And so get on the word and then refuse to be moved. I love uh, Psalm 16 verses 8 through 11 and the message. And I want us to look at that together, if you would. Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11 in the message translation. Really good verses here. Let's read this together. Ready? Read. I have set the Lord always before me. Now I want you to read too. Well, that's not it. What is the scripture you want? Huh. Well, let me read what I've got and you can figure it out. Pretty sneaky, huh? This says, I've set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. He says, I'll not be moved. Okay, let's pull it back up. Day and night, I'm going to stick with God. Read it with me. I've got a good thing going. We've got to say that again. I've got a good thing going and I'm not letting go. See, Brenda's my good thing. I got a good thing going here, and I'm not letting go. But the word of the Lord, oh, hallelujah, we got a great thing going, and we must not let go. Amen? Now, notice verse 9 and 10. Here's what happens when you don't let go. Here's what happens when you don't give up. You don't lose your expectation. Read it with me. I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Aren't you glad he canceled your ticket to hell, Raul? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're not on the highway to hell. We're on the highway to heaven. We're on our way to glory. We're just passing through. We're just sojourning. Amen? <laughs> Whoo, I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That ain't where I'm heading. Now, verse 11. Read it with me. Now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. Which way are you going? Which way are you going? We're going the right way. The right way is God's way. You see, there is a way to man that seems right. But the end thereof are the ways of death. So we don't want to go our own way. We want to go God's way. Amen. Amen. Now you've got my feet on the life path. All radiant. All lit up with the glory of God. All lit up in the presence of God. From the shining of your face. That's what happens to you when you keep your eyes on Him. Amen. You get marked with His glory and with His presence. Ever since you took my hand, i tell you where I'm at, I'm on the right way. So number one, expect great things because you've got exceeding great and precious promises. Number two, expect great things, listen, because we have a record from Genesis to Revelation of how God helped people in the past And how he came through big time for his people in the past. Oh my goodness. You think about David facing Goliath. You know it was the Spirit of God that came upon David. To give him that boldness. To slew that great big giant right there in that valley. You know it was the anointing upon Moses. And the grace of God upon Moses at the Red Sea. When God said stretch forth thy rod. I mean, God's got an awesome track record, does He not? You know God was involved in the shout that caused Jericho's walls to fall. Glory to God. His track record is impeccable. Amen? Now listen. We are to follow them who through faith and patience, those that have inherited the promises received the rewards, and seen God come through for them big time. How about Abraham? Did Abraham get a glimpse of the goodness of God when God quickened Sarah's body and his body? They were now dead. The deadness of Sarah's womb was a glaring thing. But Abraham refused to consider the natural realm, and he considered only what God said. Now listen. The scripture says, who against natural hope being gone, believed in a confident, favorable, godly hope. And he took that hope and he had faith in God's word and God came through for him big time. Now, here's the good news, guys. God's no respecter of persons. I got to say that again. I know there's few numbers here tonight, but I'm going to I'm going to shout it from the housetops. What did I just say? God's no respecter of persons. Thank you. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. He is no respecter of persons. Don't give up on your loved one. God's working. I mean, in the darkest hour, you mark it down, God is working. 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 In my darkest hour, I mean, in the pit of addiction... So terrible and so bad that you don't even want to think about it or talk about it. But right in the valley of the shadow of death with one foot in hell and the other one almost in and me almost leaving my physical body and heading to eternity, in the midst of that darkness, God was at work. He was at work. I believe He was at work through the prayers of my mama. I believe He may have been at work through the prayers of Brenda. I believe that he was at work through the prayers of the saints. And I believe that God had gave his angels charge over me to keep me from dying when I was sixteen years old, when we went through a building at seventy-five miles an hour and leveled the building, and it was a Cadillac it was a Corvair convertible, and we went in upside down, and I walked away by the grace of God from that accident. I know that my Redeemer lives. And I know that the hand of the Lord has been upon me from the time I was born, even probably before I was conceived in my mother's womb. And don't you quit and don't you give up on your loved ones as long as Jesus is Lord and as long as God is on the throne and as long as there's angels of the Lord encamping around about those that fear Him and believe mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, don't you give up. Stay, hold fast, hold on to God for your loved ones. Hallelujah. I'm here to testify. I'm a living testimony of the grace of God and the power of God. Not to me be the glory, but to God be the glory. To God be the glory for what he's done in your life. To God be the glory for what he's doing in your life. To God be the glory for what he will do in your life. And if you're here tonight and you feel kind of sad and you feel like you don't measure up, get rid of that consciousness, get rid of that sin tag, and know this, that you are accepted in the Beloved. You are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power, and He who has begun a good work in you. He's going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We've got a committed God, committed to you, to see His glory, to see His work. And to see his will. Amen. And to see all his full will and plan accomplished in your life. Amen. <sighs> bless him, bless him. So don't be saddened by the circumstance of life. But be gladdened by the promises of God. Amen. Don't be saddened by the presence of evil. Be gladdened by the presence of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I heard from heaven. There came from Him a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And that rushing mighty wind is moving in this church. And it's moving on your behalf. Come on. And it's moving in your loved ones. And it's moving in your body. And great suddenlies are going to take place this year. And there's going to be cause for rejoicing. And cause for great joy. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, think about all God's done in other people's lives. Be happy about it. Yeah. But then take an inventory about, you know, God's been good to me. I didn't have any food a year ago. I didn't have a home. Now i got a roof over my head. Amen. I didn't have a car. Glory to God. Now I've got an automobile. I had one pair of clothes, one pair of pants. Now i got a whole closet full. Hallelujah. Amen. Take inventory of all the good things that God has done for you. Amen. And then thirdly and lastly, are you hoping to shout? Are you ready to shout with me? I'm hoping you'll shout. I wonder if you're ready to shout. (laughs) Amen. Number three. And lastly, expect great things this year because God is great. And He does great things. In Deuteronomy 7, He's called the great and awesome God. In Genesis 15, He's our exceeding great reward. In Psalm 47, He's called our great King. In Hebrews 4, He is the great high priest. In Hebrews 13, He's the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant that is going to make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out His will and fulfill His purpose in the air. Woo! Shout somebody! (laughs) He's the great shepherd. He's the shepherd of the sheep. We are His. He is our shepherd. We are the sheep of His pasture. Psalm 145, He's got great mercy. 'er, Nehemiah won great power. Psalm 18, he gives great deliverance. He gives great deliverance. In Psalm 76, he's got a great name. In Psalms 19, he gives great rewards. Look at your neighbor and say, Great rewards are coming your way. I prophesy over your life, great rewards. I prophesy over your life, abundant compensation. I prophesy over your life the empowerment to prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm 145, He lays up great goodness. In Psalm 92, He does great works. In Psalm 86, He performs great wonders. In Psalm 19, He gives great peace. In Psalm 117, He shows great kindness toward us. Psalms 138, He gives great glory. Jeremiah 27, great power. Jeremiah 32, He is great in counsel! Woo! He's great in counsel. When it seems like you don't know what to do, call unto me, says the Lord, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee, and give thee great insights, and you'll know exactly what to do. For you see, counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. You don't have to look outside for counsel. Look to the counselor who dwells on the inside. He is the paracletos, the one who's called alongside to help. He is your strengthener. He is your helper. He is your comforter. He is your counselor. And so this counsel that you need and that you rejoice in is right down here. So take time and shut off the distractions and make the other voices shut up the voice of entertainment and the voice of doubt and the voice of fear and look within and you'll see a guide on the inside yeah. that is so very safe who will always lead you into the right plan and the right place amen, amen? Yeah. say with me. He's, me he's leading me in the right plans right. in the right place right. Ooh, glory to god. i mean you could get happy just on the greatness of god not just on, but in the greatness of God. He's great in counsel. In Psalm 30, 139, the sum of his thoughts toward you are great. Blanche, the sum of his thoughts toward you are great. Hallelujah. In Lamentations 3, great is his faithfulness. O oh, Rabba Sata, the faithful God. Know ye therefore, he is God. The faithful God, yeah. which keepeth covenant unto thee for a thousand generations. Great is his faithfulness. Yeah. In Daniel chapter 4, he performs great signs. Yeah. Listen to this. In Joel 2, he's got some great armies. Glory, Hallelujah. Yeah. I heard Jesus is coming back on a white horse someday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, glory. In Matthew 4, he gives great light. In Zechariah 8, he has great zeal. In the book of Jonah, he prepares great fish. He's got great winds and great hopes. And in Joel three, let's stand to our feet. And I gotta say this in faith, and gotta say it with rejoicing. In Joel three, his coming day is called great. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah! His coming day, the day of the Lord. It's a great day. day. Oh, what a day it will be when my Jesus I shall see. Oh, what a day it will be when the gathering in heaven and earth come together as one. Oh, what a day it will be when you see Uncle Joe and Aunt Sally. Oh, what a day it will be when you see Mom and Dad. Oh, but what a day it shall be when you look the Master in his face and look into those eyes of living liquid love a great day to look forward to it is our blessed